The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I welcome you all with love. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And today I'm going to speak to you about the six foundations. And I'm going to do the first foundation, which is optimal nutrition. So my background is as a holistic physician since 1973. This is about 48 years of doing that. I'm also a psychiatrist. I'm also a family therapist, uh, a world-recognized spiritual teacher, a Native American sun dancer, and also eagle dancer. That's a four-year cycle. And an acknowledged yogi. And also a rabbi. So I'm used to living in a variety of uh, traditions, getting to the core or essence of what they are about. That being said, what I'm sharing today is about how do we eat in a way to become a superconductor of the divine. Now, I don't have a um, an idea that it's one diet for everyone. The truth is, we are unique individuals. And on chromosome 19, it says how much protein, how much fat, how much carbohydrate. Carbohydrate. And so it's important to have that overview look. Now, I first started this journey about optimal nutrition back in 1974. At that point, I had received Shaktipat, which is the awakening of the Kundalini from Swami Muktananda. And I saw all the chakras and then went into the nothing, disappeared. It was my first experience of that. And then as I came down, a little voice rang out and said, you should understand how to eat in order to become a superconductor of the divine. That was like a surprise to me. I wasn't totally focused on nutrition at that time. But from that point on, I began to study it quite intensively. And I was fortunate because I was exposed to thousands of people, really from 1975 on, thousands of people who were interested in creating a nutritional uh, diet that actually supported 
their spiritual life and would support the awakening of the uh, Kundalini. So Kundalini is the spiritual force that we have within us. In the Torah tradition, it's called the Raha Kadesh. The Christian tradition is called the Holy Spirit. But it's about the awakening of that and what best uh, supports that. And for the next seven years, from 1975 uh, to 1982, I studied it very, very closely. Um, I began to get some clarity of what it is about. And um, first published it in my first book, 1986, Spiritual Nutrition and the Rainbow Diet. And what I discovered, uh, which is perhaps not really a new finding, probably prescribed by the ancient rishis and the Essenes, the inner core of the Essenes, was a 99% live food diet, vegan or plant-based diet. Those are the core elements of it. And as I kind of looked at it, that I, I understood as that kind of earlier teachings that, uh, but as I uh, understood the Kundalini, there's 72,000 nadis, which are special channels through which the spiritual energy flows. And they're blocked by meat, fish, chicken, and dairy, really the energy of death. And so it got very clear to me actually quite clear to me that taking in those created this uh, energy of death that block the flow of the spiritual energies in the nadis or what we call the sacred channels. Now, in just a minute, we're going to take a break. I just want to remind you, you're listening to uh, uh, Rabbi Gabriel Cousins, MD, you can reach me at treeoflife.mn.co. And our topic is spiritual nutrition. The idea, of course, is how do we eat in a way to enhance our spiritual life? We'll be back in 10 seconds. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower Masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Okay, welcome back. Just to remind you, you're listening to Rabbi Gabriel Cousins, MD. We're talking about spiritual nutrition and how we can optimize our spiritual life. Well, let's put it this way, how diet, proper diet can optimize our spiritual life. And my conclusion is, A, 97, 99% live food diet. It can be 100% too, but uh, I don't recommend that. Uh, for people right away because it gets people into perfection consciousness. 
which actually can discourage people, okay? I do recommend that people try to go at least 50% live. Initially, then 70%, 80%. At 80% live, it works. It takes a few years, but it works. The Olympic approach is 97, 98, 99% or 100% live. So we got the Olympic approach and we have uh, the approach that most people take. The goal, let's get to 80% live, 100% plant-based or vegan. Those are the two criteria. Now, what's the advantage of this? How does that work? Well, it does absolutely help you, uh, the spiritual energy unfold. And what I mean very specifically is that in my experience as a consider a world expert in Kundalini crisis, meaning when too much energy goes through the system, I saw people begin to self-medicate, which is kind of funny, but self-medicate with meat, fish, chicken, and dairy to slow down the energy. That's where I got the clarity to say, okay, so it means if you take out meat, fish, chicken, and dairy from your your cuisine, you're actually going to improve the flow. And if you want to slow it down, you can eat meat. Now, I'm not recommending eat meat, and there's other ways to slow it down. We're not going to talk about that today, but that that was a really interesting insight that completely supported my position. Now, what are some of the benefits? Okay, it helps you become a superconductor of the divine. That in itself is sufficient. Well, I also noticed that it made a really big difference in three other areas, flexibility, strength, and endurance. Now, I really compete with myself. I'm not caring what other people uh, do in terms of that. And what I know is when I was in sixth grade, you know, 12 years old or 13 years old, something like that, or actually younger than that, I could do 61 push-ups. That's what I did in sixth grade. And about seven pull-ups. When I was captain of an undefeated Amherst College football team and uh, inducted in the National College Football Hall of Fame, I could still do about 61, 70 push-ups, I can do endless sit-ups and about seven or eight pull-ups. So that's where I was at age 21, okay? So at age 78, which is my current chronological age, I have gone as much as 100 pull-ups and 1,800 push-ups. And I have a lot of endurance too. Okay, that's a okay. That's just hard, a little bit harder to measure. So what happened? Here I was, twenty-one years old, sixty-one pull-ups and uh, sixty-one push-ups and seven or eight pull-ups, and here we are doing a hundred pull-ups and one thousand eight hundred, you know, push-ups. What's going on? And on top of that, when I was playing football, I could barely 
get my hands to my knees. I was so uh, tight. And, and there's no way I could even cross my legs. My body was so tight. And I can sit for an hour or two in full lotus now. How did that happen? Well, that's how it happens. Now, when I was 60, I was stuck at doing 25 uh, pull-ups. And I read something about with age, you actually lose your ability to kind of, uh, you need more protein. That's what you need. That's good. So what does that mean? Well, I basically increased my amount of protein by one tablespoon of protein concentrate. That's all I did. And from that, I increased from 25 pull-ups to 100 pull-ups in about a year. Okay. Then I also increased, as I say, from the, that's the strength and the push-ups went from 60 to really 1800. So all I did was add one tablespoon of a, a, a vegan protein concentrate. What did I learn from that? Well, with age, you need a little bit more protein. Now, in your 40s, you don't need as much protein and actually excess protein, which most people do, increases the rate of cancer and heart disease and so forth. But at a certain age, 60, 65, then you need a little bit more protein. So the, I learned something very big, which is called individualizing your diet. What does that mean? Well, we individualize our diet. It has to do with our constitution. I mentioned that in chromosome 19, there's a specific, each one has a specific genetic constitution. It tells you how much protein, how much fat, how much carbohydrate you need. And that's what I began to kind of measure out. And I just found I needed one more tablespoon of protein concentrate. So that was a big teaching. Generally speaking, People need between 10 to 15% of their diet and protein, between 25 and 45% of their diet in carbohydrate, and somewhere between 35 and 50% of uh, fat, plant-based fat. Now, I want to be clear that we are unique individuals. And what I gave you may not add up quite to 100, but I'm giving you kind of percentages, a way to look at it. And that's the really important message in the whole story, is that we are unique individuals. We have to create a unique diet of a mix of protein, fat, and carbohydrate for ourselves. The other point is food has energy. And what we see is that the energy in a, a live uncooked diet uh, is much higher. Um, they measured uh, energy, uh, Dr. Pop from Germany, who's still current, as far as I know in Germany, uh, meaning alive, uh, found that the, the person who's eating junk food puts out about a thousand biophotons uh, in measurement of their, their organism. And if you're doing a 
uh, a live, uh, not live food, if you're doing a, a cooked but vegetarian diet, we're looking at 23,000. And if you're doing a, a newborn baby, it's about 43,000 puts on. And if you're doing live food, 83,000 biophotons. That's pretty exciting. And if you're doing live food plus certain uh, what we call tonic herbs, it's up to 116,000. That's pretty exciting. So what we see is food has energy, that energy is transferred to us. So if the cow eats grass, that energy is transferred to the cow, then it comes to us. And we lose about 95% of, of, of the energy. So by eating food fresh, because you lose energy significantly after three days, and raw or uncooked, we're getting the highest amount of energy. So in my book, Spiritual Nutrition, the Rainbow Diet, I, I uh, created a term called subtle organizing energy field, which is the field around the cells and the field around the DNA. And that improves when we're having life food. So now you're getting a feeling of how this works. We're actually taking in a higher level of energy. And the result of that is our bodies, we have more endurance, more strength, and more flexibility. I mean, flexibility from not being even able to get close to touching my toes to being able to put my palms on the ground, you know, versus 21 years old versus 78 and being able to sit in full lotus for an hour plus versus not even being able to cross my legs at age 21. That's pretty significant. Uh, so there are real benefits from this very first foundation of spiritual life, which is eating in a way to become a super conductor of the divine. Now, along the way, as a uh, holistic physician, I began exploring with diabetes, uh, type two. Uh, and what I found is that when I put people on a live food, uh, vegan diet, I had very significant improvements if people weren't on insulin, as I wrote, write in my book, There Was a Cure for Diabetes, people weren't on insulin. They actually, uh, within three weeks, 61% were cured of diabetes. Cured means no medications and a blood sugar stable for at least three months of less than 100. Okay. Optimal blood sugar is 70, 85, but less than 100 is considered good between 100 and 125 considered in the pre-diabetic range. So that was pretty good. If people were on insulin, um, we had a very high percentage of people coming off insulin, like 96% and with normal blood sugars. That's pretty exciting. So I saw, well, not only do that was good for general health, but also for uh, the epidemic of type 2 diabetes. I also began to see that it, this sort of diet balanced the brain, <clears throat> balanced the, what I call the neurotransmitters of the brain which is very good because I saw people had better concentration, better clarity of mind, uh, better memory. And in a sense, 
printing a younger brain. Now, that's pretty more than a little exciting. Our brain usually shrink, shrinks at 1% per year. But when they uh, studied at Harvard, <coughs> study at Harvard showed that actually you could increase brain size just with meditation alone. And of course, good diet plays a role in that too. Um, and the final thing that I added is periodically fasting. In the period, in the fasting, what we're talking about is uh, a seven-day fast twice a year and diluted juice fast. So these are the things that really make a difference. <coughs> now, I just use my thought. So I want to end with the thought that our diet affects our consciousness. Our diet affects our clarity of mind. And the result of that is you can't eat your way to enlightenment, but what we eat, how we eat, plays an important role and as a foundation for, this is what we're ultimately talking about, of creating a natural holistic way of living that leads to expanded consciousness and even to liberation. So I encourage you to be inspired to go try yourself. And when you really get what's going on, you see that that takes you to spiritual joy, spiritual aliveness. So may you all be blessed with that. The power of spiritual joy and spiritual aliveness that's enhanced by eating a high-level spiritual nutrition diet. Peace be with you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today. Today.